Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, George, and welcome to live from Hoppington, Massachusetts. It is game room setup day that's been uh, long been awaited to do here for my friend PJ. And we have a bunch of uh, bunch of pinball celebrities here helping out. Were these games already set up, or were they, you know, haven't been running for a while, and you guys are over there helping getting things moving along? Yeah, they, they were mothballed for quite a while, for years. Right, PJ? How long were these things mothballed for, your games? Two and a half years. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so tell them how long, PJ. How long are they? It's about two and a half years, I'd say. Welcome, PJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm terrific. Good. I'm glad you're back on with us. This time I get to uh, do a little interviewing. So is this a space that was just built out or, you know, reclaimed or just decided well, to start the- setting up pinball machines in the basement? Well, when I bought the home, um, it had a big basement and that was a big attraction for me to to buy this home and um finally the games are some of the games are set up and the arcade is starting to form and i'm very excited about it what all he had up at this point before we all got here he had a matahari set up and a kingpin and he had all wrapped up in shrink wrap a flash gordon a lightning a nine ball a stargazer playboy matahari oh stop stop <laughs> stop stop Okay. <laughs> wow. And a and a big ball bowler, a uh, a six player one, but that's already set up. Um. So yeah, yeah. He only so now he now he just set up. I got John Day here. I got uh, his brother Stu. Peter's brother Stu's here. Well, I was going to say, um, you know, for the audience, uh, some people might not have listened to our back episodes. Uh, we did an episode with PJ. Uh, on fun and games. When I say we, the collective we, it's actually Dave's interview with PJ. And Stu has been mentioned on multiple episodes as being the instigator or what I would call the flame to all this. He uh, he definitely ignited a passion in you two guys, and I'm sure he's, sure he's infected others. And then we have John, who we've talked about, but we haven't had him on. And I'm kind of anxious to get him going here so we can do uh, the same thing at his home at some point in time. So Sure, yeah. He's got a nice collection himself and does a lot of nice work himself on the games. So I got as far as Flash Gordon, and I think I heard Stargazer and something that started with Light. What yeah, other, all right. What other games? So, so Stern Lightning. Oh, Lightning. Okay. Stern Nine Ball. Oh, Nine uh, Ball too. Yeah, and a Stern Stargazer. Right. Playboy. Oh, I didn't talk about that. You said okay. Matahari earlier. Okay. Yeah, and, and Kingpin. Gottlieb uh, Wedgehead Kingpin. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with that game. I'm familiar early, with a lot of these other games. Early okay. 70s Gottlieb. And so with these games, I've restored several of these for him. I did the Playboy for him. I did the Stargazer for him. And I did the Lightning for him. Now, um, I got. I, I want to interrupt and stop you there because yeah, 
didn't you in one of the episodes talk about you owning another both of you owning the same game in the same play fields and you're going to do like a double uh, a double reconstruction when the time comes what stern game was that um quicksilver maybe was it quicksilver or is it uh no i don't think um that's gonna probably be a a chimer which is uh oh what's the name of the game no maybe it was quicksilver okay well there's another one too it was an underwater game there uh boy oh boy okay my my mind is gone here that's that's okay we we never prepare for this i mean that's why i wrote all the names down because if i didn't write them down Later on, I'd be like, okay, what games did he talk about? So, anyway, what, I'm, I'm cheating a little game? bit. Oh, Stingray. Stingray. That's the game. Stingray, yes. Oh, that's, a, that's a very, very nice-looking game. I like that look. the look to that game. Yeah, I'm going to be building probably two of those when I come down to it. Uh, I have a newell type clear of play field going in mine and also a very nice original play field going in the other one, so... Uh, rebuild nose. I got a uh, Stern Cook Silver for PJ, and he's had the game for a while. And I, got, I scored one of those uh, Merco playfields for that, so I'm going to do a playfield swap and rebuild that for him as well. Yeah, and I did yeah. the flash, flash yeah. board. It took, it took you two and a half years to help the poor guy get his place set up. How long is it going to take you to do that? Oh uh, well, it's not for lack of Mr. not for Mr. lack of offering. Not for lack of offering, I've, I've tried, but he, he's busy himself. It's hard to get over here. It's hard to. Uh, I'm teasing you, you know that. Oh yeah, but it was, it was a perfect storm because uh, you know John was available today, Stu was, I was, Maureen was, so we get uh, you know four people here just moving stuff around, setting games up, and been it for a couple hours now, and uh, it's going going well. You know, um, it's. A lot of fun setting up a, a game room, and, and PJ's all excited because he's he never had it like this before for the longest for like three years now. He says, oh, had, right. uh, I mean, he had two games to play, and yeah, you know, Matahari would grow old quick if that was yeah. it between. And I'm not familiar with Kingpin, I should probably bring it up on screen here, but I'll let Kingpin's you know. four flippers and a bunch of drop targets at the very top of it, okay. you know. Um. It's a it's a fun challenging game. Actually, John owns one of these, and actually, John. It's an EM. An EM, yep. And so John has a beautiful kingpin that he did for himself, and then he also did uh, PJ's kingpin as well. John did a little resto on that one for for PJ. Okay. So yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm liking you know that he's got three different Stern games, some cool games there. I like I love yeah. having the Flash Gordon. That's awesome. Um, I'm borrowing that Flash Gordon for for next weekend. <laughs> I'm borrowing it. Yeah, okay. Because I, I have two I, I myself. I'm borrowing it too if I could. Oh yeah, I even I even asked you like, are you sure let me have this for a while? Because I don't want to take it out of yours. No, no, I got plenty set up, so you can take it for a while. So I even offered him to uh, he could borrow my pinball pool. That's all nice in nice shape. And he said, no, no, just keep that. And you know, down the road, I'll take the Flash Gordon back. So. So it's great. I get to, you know, because I restored this one. I get to play it for a while until I can do my own, you know, so that's nice. Something to look forward to. I'm excited. Um, oh, me too. Cool. Uh, so do you want to uh, bring you in, want me to bring in uh, do you want to either bring in the igniter, which would be Stu, or do you okay. want to bring in John? Uh, I'll 
Okay, well, right now, uh, Stu and John are putting together a big ball bowler. How long is this thing? 16-foot ball bowler from okay, 19. I'll, I'll let him continue. When they have a, a second, you know, just okay. come over and say hello. Just trying to line it up. What year is this no, from? No, no, no. I, I got plenty of other stuff to talk about. Night. What year is this thing? 50? No, 61, maybe Chicago coin, grand prize, bowler, six player. So the ball is like hand size, like a duck pin ball. It's, it's pretty close to it's pretty close to a candle pin ball, isn't it? It's very close to a candle pin ball. So it's oh, like that's, can- not the same, that's not the same thing, is it? Yes. As duck pin. No, not duck. Well, yeah, you know what? It is kind of like duck pin. It is kind of like a duck pin bowler, isn't it? Because you got the, the pins are like the pins look like like a ten pin. But the ball is like uh, a candle Little, pin. like hand size, like you can chuck yeah. it like a yeah, like a shot put, like a shot put. And duck pin was only available typically what in Connecticut, New Jersey, with duck pin bowling. No, we used to play it, um, right? But not very many places have it. I have a re- I have a really funny story. If you indulge me for a minute. Oh, you, you know what? I get John available right now. You want John to stand oh, up? Oh, even, be- even better. I'll come, back. I'll come back to the duck pin. Live from PJ's game room basement. <laughs> we got John Day here. <laughs> hey, George. Hey, John. Hey, John. Long going? time. Long, long yeah, time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, where have you been hiding? Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away no worries. So, uh, yeah, we're having a, uh, you know, a pinball assembly party, which is, uh, which is always a lot of fun. And I, ironically, on Tuesday, I'm going to a pinball disassembly party. <laughs> so it's sort of uh, the world will remain in balance. I yeah, guess. I think that's what it is. It's a balance thing. There you go. <laughs> so, John, you have, a, you have a couple of the uh, pins in this lineup, correct? I do. Yes, I kingpin actually. So, uh, so PJ, um, this is three, four years ago or so. Um, when I first met PJ, he had a kingpin that he had picked up, and it wasn't working. It was one he had just sort of picked up, you know, from I don't know Craigslist. Or I'm not sure where he picked it up from. And uh, and I was talking to Dave about it, how that was a title that I sort of always wanted. You know, it would be a really cool title to, re- to restore. And Dave made the connection between uh, PJ and myself. Yep. And so it's uh, the first EM that I ever had restored or ever worked on. So it was really a great educational process. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with the game. Mm. And uh, so immediately was like, I want one myself. First, I was like, PJ, you want to sell it? Because I'd love to buy it from you. <laughs> um, and rightly so, he was not willing to do that. So, uh, but I kept hunting for one for a long time. And then eventually one came up uh, a couple of years ago. It was in very rough shape, uh, rotted cabinet. Uh, it was really, really bad, but uh, I was able to rebuild the cabinet and rebuild the whole game itself. And was that the one that I kind of, I, I found, I found, I know that it, was that guy, uh, Steve that had yeah. it. Um, and you were going to grab it. I and, grab it and then I said, no, you can have and it. Yeah. And it was, it was a fast yeah. case. Yeah. Believe me, yep. you would not have, yep. that game would not have done well. I think it was <laughs> in good hands with you. It was in good hands yep. with me. Yeah. Yeah. That game, I, I, it was crazy. I had to remake the head for it. And yeah. then, uh, you know, and the, the cabinet was all rotted to mm. the bottom, maybe two or three inches of wood is all replaced yep. and um, re-stencil it, all that kind of stuff. So, nice. and then, of course, all the standard mechanical rebuilds. But um, it's actually one of my favorite games. Um, I absolutely love playing it. play it all the time. People mm. come over, they play it all the time. Oh, yeah. It's just a wonderful game. It'll take, fact, it'll take your quarter. In fact, I'm trying to talk you into buying one right now. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, David. I, I, yeah, that's true. I, I might actually be getting one myself, maybe, if, uh, if the, the Facebook people will get back to me. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. 
like I need another game, but uh, you know, why yeah. not? Well, the problem is you're hanging around with nothing but enablers. So exactly. A lot of none enablers. of us are going to stop you from exactly. buying anything. John keeps saying, buy that, buy that. Marie keeps not saying, no, don't buy it. She says, yeah. I keep getting green lights to buy things. And, you know, yeah. I get yeah. I get to be the one that kind of puts a limit somehow. And exactly. I have trouble too. So. Oh, I don't blame you. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty good. I, I feel like I'm a, a pinball anonymous uh, like graduate. I've gone one full year without buying. Wow, that's that's pretty good. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So, like, well, I know what you're doing. You're saying you you guys buy it. I'm actually having all my friends that's, that's buy it. Right, exactly. Instead. Here you go. So there right. you go. That's, that's my solution. That's my solution. <laughs> you, make, you make friends. You make friends with people who have a lot of room, so exactly. they can expand their collections. Exactly. And some that actually don't have a lot of room. They're running out quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave's uh, arcade warehouse. Yeah, yeah right. pretty much. Absolutely. John also has a Flash Gordon's collection, correct? I do, yes. And uh, one of my favorite games, actually, of all time. Absolutely love it. Uh, first was exposed to that title with a mutual friend, Brian's. Uh, yep. He had a copy of it that I think Chuck used to own it maybe at one time. Yeah, yeah. It was Chuck Weber's yeah. copy. It was beautifully restored. Really, really nice game. Yeah. Fell in love with it. Um, unfortunately, I never played your copy because I think it was down. It was offline. Well, you'll get to play it soon. Yeah, so I'll get some <laughs> chance to play it soon, which will be great. Uh, but absolutely love that game. It's so mean. It's made me a much better pinball player. I mean, if there's any one game, one title I can point to that has taken me to a new level. Of that and Paragon. Both and of Paragon. Both those I was going to say 1B one B is Paragon. Those yep. two games oh. are very good teachers. They are, absolutely. You know, and because and both of those games are just, they're searching for a drain. Yeah. You know, yep. and it's just even the slightest, you know, mistiming. It's over. It's over, you right. Know? And, you know, yep. there's two, like, lethal pop bumpers right you know, yeah. like what seems like six inches from the flippers, you know, on Flash Gordon, you know, in Paragon, you know, the scissors every yeah, time. Exactly. And then, you know, and that gets me because I play Black Hole all the time. And Black Hole yeah. is very similar at the bottom as to Paragon. You but, know, you, but you don't lose it, though. But you don't lose it. Right. So I'm used to on Black Hole yeah. being a lot more forgiving. Right. Yep. And uh, but, you know, Paragon does not forgive you. Mm. Yep. And you lose it a couple of times and you recognize you're playing Paragon again. You better. Paragon doesn't forgive, game. and Ming is merciless. And Ming is totally merciless. <laughs> yeah. It's funny having a pinball machine that, that just makes fun of you the whole time. Yeah, right. And it's totally against you. It taunts you. you. It yeah. taunts you. It's oh, totally yeah. against you. It calls you a miserable earthling exactly. if, you, if you actually do okay, which isn't very often. Right. <laughs> and then you got games like, you know, 8-Ball Deluxe that, you know, that says, nice shot. Yeah, You know, that right. encourages you as, yes. you as you proceed through the rule set, so. It's kind of funny. Those two games are like diametrically opposed. Yeah. If you think about it in terms of the um, in terms of the voice and how it either encourages you or completely taunts you. I think Fathom is a little taunting too. Fathom, does, Fathom yeah. a little bit Fathom too. Not as bad as, as Ming and, and Flash Gordon there, but uh, but it just yeah. makes them such great titles. It does. It, really it does. has that one more game yeah. thing. It's like, all right, you bastard! I'm gonna get you, Ming. This time. You know, put the press the credit out and get them. So you're going to have 8-Ball Deluxe and Flash Gordon in the same room, too. Oh, yeah. Just like I do. Yep. So that's great. I'm going to have a nice lineup. I'm going to have pretty soon. I'm going to take down Pinball Pool. Yep. That one needs to go. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a great game. It's a great game. But, game. but yeah. it's a great game, but it's time. To... I might even bring it down the Kate, maybe. Oh, that'd maybe. be great. Don't you, know. you have a 9-Ball there? No, I have an 8-Ball. I have an 8-Ball. Like and I bring the 8-Ball back yep. and re restore that up a little bit more and maybe sell that one, I think. Yeah, the Ponzi. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably had enough of that one. Sure. And uh, so the lineup is going to be Flash Gordon, Paragon, Xenon, Fathom, and Eight Ball Deluxe. Love it. And then, down, and downstairs will be Stargazer, uh, Flight 2000, 
And then space for one other game. I have Kiss up right now. I want to take down Kiss. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine ball. Could do nine ball. Yeah, you put nine ball up. I know it's not ready for, for prime time though. You know, I don't know. Nine ball. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I think, I think you're close. I'll, I'll try. Yeah, you can make nine balls. <laughs> okay, make okay. While we're, while we're going down memory lane, I, I have a, a, a current events question to ask you guys. Okay. Well, first, are either one of you a, a Stern Meteor fan? Oh, I am. I love Meteor. I, I have a copy. Yeah, I absolutely I, love it. I kind of am. I, I like it, but I, I played the crap out of it back in the day, so now I'm kind of like, it's okay. If it's around, I'll okay, play it. Okay, but it's I, the- okay. So, I played it last night, actually, so I absolutely okay. love that game. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. So I he- I've heard this, and this is coming from another podcast, so it's secondhand, don't shoot the messenger. But I okay. heard that CTR printed uh, play fields, but, yeah, it was one. Missi- but it was missing words on it. It is? Oh, I didn't know that. It looked pretty good to me. Oh, it looked what, gorgeous. What's it missing? I don't I don't. I, like I said, I prefaced it by saying I heard it on another podcast, and I heard that there were words missing on the initial run or whatever that meant. I don't know how many it is. I just it's coming secondhand. So you guys didn't hear this. Well, I got a meteor gold, so hopefully it actually is a meteor gold and they, not a. They have some bronzes, maybe those. Maybe it's the bronze. Maybe it's the bronzes. Yeah, I saw that they had I, one I, or two. Again, I, I didn't go back and listen. I probably should fact check, but I just thought it interesting if I heard it correct. I'm like, wow, that's kind of weird. But I'll go fact yeah. check. I'll go fact check it before I uh, before I release this if I do. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, Meteor's a wonderful game. It's really fun. And yeah, then, and then this is in the uh, do you care pile. Um, nice. So. They also released a Vikings playfield. And a Viking mirrored back glass. Yeah, Viking does nothing for me. Yeah, I, had, I, I, I had two beautiful Vikings. I sold them both. Yeah, I don't know that. Newell's talk play fields and everything. It, yeah, it, no, it's okay. I know you don't like it. I like it. You don't like it. I mean, it's the best one ball belly ever made, and I I tend to disagree. I say Flash Gordon is the best one ball belly ever made. Yeah, I think Flash Gordon rocks. And eight, eight ball, eight ball is right there with it. April too. rocks too. But yeah, bow yeah. oh, and arrow up. Yeah, you've had, you had that up for a long time. Bow and arrow? That's I like that game. That's a pretty game. It's a great game. Yeah. Well, I told you I'm doing hang glider. I have hang. You haven't. Yeah, I gotta to play, play that. Game, yes. That hang glider is a total blast to play. I'm really enjoying it. You know, because it's right that. on the edge of EM and early solid state. Okay. Like the rule set is pretty complicated for an EM. You know, and yeah. it's got that sort of early solid state feel to it. Okay. Um, it's really a fun title. It's like what year is it made? Seventy six. Seventy six. So okay. it's the last of the, the EMs for Valley. Okay. What is he banging on? Uh, that's Maureen. She's putting up uh, some. Uh, hey, listen, Sharon. Can you settle down over there? Yeah, really. Right. Again. What is it with her? <laughs> Last time too, wasn't she? You know, yeah, we we have a little miss, thing she's a little miss noisy. She's adding she's adding a nail to the outlane on nine balls. She's yes, tired, she's tired of it. She's tired of it draining, so she's hammering I, a nail. I can't edit that out. You're banging while we're talking. I can't edit that out. She's done. No, how that's gonna happen? She said, "She said, snip it out when you're fixing it. You can, you can, you can edit with your mad editing skills." Yeah, great. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. a little tough. Yeah, that's beyond my pay nice. grade. <laughs> you unlock this door with the key of imagination. 
Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into... Well, I'll tell you what's, what's going on in, the, in there. We got um, a long-awaited Twilight Zone. Had about, a, had about a year off and on restoring it. It was one of the most, uh, very challenging to, to finish up. Uh, and more more hammering. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was very, very challenging. Lots of stuff. One of the most complex games ever made, uh, comparable to like Haunted House and Black Hole for complexity. And lots of different mechanics and mechs in this thing. And uh, rebuilding the clock and found a really no, difficult you talk, clock. You talked about this the last time. Um, well, I finally, I finally figured out the clock problem. I mean, there was multiple clock problems, but the one that was actually, I don't know if any people had this. This might actually help people with like a, a tech tip. Uh, okay. For that, see, now this is good. This is real good. Yeah. So this tech tip is the, usually a, a brand new Ingo, the guy in Germany, clock board will fix the clock. You can rebuild it. You got to time the time the gears in there, put it together, and you're good to go. Did all that, and it was still intermittent at having clock broken, and everybody common thing with Twilight Zone clock broken. But this, we should fix it. So it, it sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't work. It was intermittent. Uh, I said, you know, I get it. I took it apart again. I looked at it, and then I looked at the connectors going to the clock, and I said you know what, that looks a little off, a little bit sort of broken, kind of shaky. And that's what it was. Those, I re- repinned all the connectors going to the clock right there because a really tight bend in there. Such a, such a tight bend that it actually was, was wearing out over time um, just from stress. So replaced all those pins. I think it's about 20 of them. And uh, boom, the thing is now dialed in. No more clock broken. Run, runs like a top. The only thing I'm waiting on now, and again, it came out gorgeous. I put, I put partial LEDs in it, partial incandescence, colored LEDs, blue LEDs underneath the uh, ramps, and some red LEDs underneath the gumball machine, gumball, uh, all the different colored gumballs I put in there. Um, what else do? I'm going to put mirror blades in it. I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for mirror, mirror blades to, to get here. It's been a week. They, they're overdue. Oh, so you, throw ordered them. so you ordered them. You talked about this as well. I have, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. I actually was thinking of you when I ordered these, and uh, – played with them a little bit in a couple of my games. Have you ever used the LEDs with the flexible head on it, the two wires? Yes, yes I have. They're really good for lighting up scoops on a modern game. I put them underneath the game and, and throw them uh, in the cracks of the uh, scoops underneath there, and you kind of throw light in there, and it shines up on the play field where to shoot for the scoop, you know, I'll, different I'll, colors. I'll tell you where I used two of them in Xenon. In okay. the uh, saucer at the end of the you know, tube and uh, okay. you know ramp, I put a red one in the end there. So yep. when it goes into the saucer, you really see the red. Like, hey, here's where your ball is, dummy, right here. Okay, nice. Yeah, it, looks, it, it it came out pretty good. It lights it up real because I had a red light bulb in there. It just wasn't doing it. I'm like, man. It should be a little bit bolder than that. And then up top on the upper left, there's one with a, one of those tubes, the blue tubes. I took that out because it wasn't lighting that whole upper area because they have red lights up under the uh, 
the arches. Oh yeah, I have yeah, red light. I have red light bulbs underneath those. Yeah, I like so, the red tubes. The way to go. Those are the red. No, the red tubes are awesome instead of the red light bulbs. Yeah, Steve Young sells know, those. But under the arches, you don't. I, I I did it with red light bulbs, and they look. It looks real nice, but it makes the upper play field really dark. We were like three weeks ahead of time. Cinnamon? Cinnamon? Don't you remember the cinnamon story? No. Washing washing your hands. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Sure. We did that. We did that show three weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Boy, it's it's really relevant today, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, John. Tangent. When it comes to clean, there's only one mister.